everybody. Welcome to Processing the Process. Um, today, I felt extremely moved to sit down and record right away. Right away before my brain, you know, switches to something else to kind of fixate on. <laughs> um, and uh, as I mentioned in my story recently, my very emotional story, um, we're going to be talking about the importance of inner child healing today. Um Again, I am not an expert on this. I have recently started this journey of inner child healing, um, literally a couple months ago. Um, and it's been really rewarding, but also really sad, uh, because it makes it easy for us to detect other inner children and, um, the desperity, I guess, in their voice. I don't know. I, well... To give a little backstory before we jump in, um, I don't really go on TikTok in the morning. I try not to. I have I want to do other things, obviously, with me. But this morning was kind of like a slow one, and it was all out of routine and all out of whack, which is totally fine. Um, I'm coming to you live with a non-washed face. Totally cool. Um, who cares? Um, but I, I was scrolling on the my For You page and something uh, popped up and I, for the life of me, it's of course, um, when I tried to go back and find this creator um, and the video and the sound, it was just hidden underneath like billions of other creators and sounds. And of course I refreshed my For You page and I could just, I couldn't get that back if I even tried. Um, but I do remember her name was Caitlin. This video was paired with the sound Lights Are On by Tom Rosenthal. Um, really just... I don't even know what kind of a song this is, but it is emotional AF. I'm just going to give you a little tidbit to, you know, get you on my level, okay? I feel like when I when you pair that a song like that, like a sound like that, with really emotional stories, um, obviously the inevitable is to feel moved if you're any bit of an empath, <laughs> um, because you can relate to it. Um, and in this video that I mentioned, um, her name is Caitlin, uh, and um, basically she was explaining how. You know, she's a mom now, and she's she has a daughter, and um, everyone loves her. Everyone gives what they can to support her, the daughter, of course, and, um, and she loves that. She loves that her daughter now has a strong family unit to, to rely on, right? Um, but Caitlin makes this statement, and you can just feel, you can feel that inner child inside just just screaming for someone to care. And, and that, that same inner child just neglected for years, not see, receiving the same treatment. Um, and she says, what about Caitlin? What about me? Where was my mom when I needed her? All those years when no one seemed to care, 
where was she? And now she's all of a sudden here for my daughter, which is fine. And I am definitely not complaining about it, but God, what about me? And oh man, I could not recreate the desperity in that voice if I tried. Okay. It was, it literally shook me down to the bone. It was one of the first videos I saw this morning and I felt so compelled to do something about it. I actually, about a week ago, recorded an episode about inner child parenting, which is super, super interesting and funny because now we're doing inner child healing. I don't know which one's going to come first, but you're going to find out. Um, and <laughs> I, it's, it's, again, like I am not an expert on this. I am myself slowly diving into it. So um, there's so many resources out there for you if you'd like to continue this and, you know, dig a little deeper. But what I would like to talk about today is just obviously the importance of it, but some of the things that um, I have been doing to support my inner child and give her you know, the parenting that she needs and, and the love and or the things that she didn't receive that I'm giving to her now. And I think that's super important to, to note. Um, we can sit and we can complain about the things that we did not receive emotionally as children. And we can, you know, relate that to how we are as adults now, which is great. That's a type of reflection, which is wonderful. Um, but there's there's a moment where we stop becoming the victim and we start becoming the parent. Um, because the victim really is our inner child. And they've been driving the car for way too long now. And it's time that we take the wheel from their hands because they're children and they can't drive. Um, but um, to take, take back, you know, your whole essence about you. To, to give, I mean, it's like we want to pour into ourselves enough that... Our inner child is being heard, our inner child is being loved, which results in us feeling heard, us feeling loved. And 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 honestly, like because of just diving into this recently, I've kind of learned that it almost feels I don't know, like there's just gusto of confidence that comes with this. Um, there's a gusto of, of just force, strength even within myself because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing myself for the first time as scared, unloved, and little. And I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but for a while prior to you know, digging into inner child healing and inner child parenting. Um, I used to go to my parents' house, you know, to obviously visit or stay over, but I could not stay in my room. I mean, I could, but it was emotionally so hard to see the memories, the achievements, um, I don't know, the, the, the tiny items that I collected as the years gone by. Um, and not feel disappointed or feel like I let somebody down. Um, and that was a hard that was a hard thing to kind of get over, I guess, because it made visiting the parents, it made visiting my parents really hard. Because all I could really focus on was, you know, the bad memories that that come with guilt, but also the fact that, I mean, felt so ashamed to be me. I felt so disappointed. 
I couldn't think about my inner child without crying. And that's a sign. If you can't think about your inner child or the little version of you who feels neglected, and I know you can do that, and I know that you can feel what that feels like. If you can't do that without having such a strong emotional response, then, girl, we got to sit your ass down. We got to do some work. We got to dig deep in here and and reevaluate what's going on because I tell you what, when you start doing that, when you start holding the hand of your inner child who hasn't had a hand to hold, things get better. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, I'm not... Things don't amazingly become you know, cute and gorgeous all day, every day. Okay. But you tend to understand yourself a little deeper and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't hurt nobody. Understanding yourself deeper helps the relationship with, of, with you, with to you. Right. And, but also the relationships around you, um, your passions. I mean, everything is affected by you making a small gesture of, of support towards that inner child who has been neglected for a while. And I also want to point out that, you know, inner child healing isn't just limited to people who have experienced very traumatic childhood, um, very, very traumatic childhoods. Personally, um, I didn't really have a crazy traumatic childhood. Um, I had, you know, obviously I had two parents who are still together and that is wonderful. Not many people do. And I'm... I'm sure that there are some other people out there that even though their parents are still together currently and, you know, were together during their childhood, even them have their own personal inner child neglect. It's universal at this point. I think everybody has experienced some type of emotional neglect from their own parents, um, which is honestly, with the amount of people who have experienced this, it's almost, it's almost normal at this point to feel emotionally neglected. And that's okay, because in that, we can almost find some kind of connection with other people. Like there's just this universal togetherness here that we've all experienced this, regardless of the situation our parents were in, regardless of our living situation, regardless of what it is. Um, It could be shared with everybody. And in, in my case, my parents were together, but a lot of the times, um... I was fighting battles by myself, Um, and I was taught that at a young age, Um, mainly because, you know, growing up, it was my sister and I, and for a very long time, my sister needed more of the help, more of the support um, than me, and and at first, you know, I thought that was wonderful. I was like, I'm an independent girl. I can do this. Like, there was some kind of awesomeness about it, and I was totally fine, but um, unfortunately, it, it... that attributed to how I then coped with my own personal trauma later on in life. Really, I, I mean, I continued fighting the battle by myself. And it's not like my parents weren't there, you know. My, my, you know, you talk to my mom, she's just down to talk and everything, but they weren't there in the sense that I needed them. This kind of goes back to a TikTok that I made a couple of months ago about, you know, understanding that our parents didn't really give us what we needed sometimes. And that's fine because, you know, when you're a parent, there's no book 
that tells you every every single thing that you need to be prepared for, right? And that's for the parents who actually want to be prepared for what's coming, right? Majority of us had parents who were not ready for this, but strapped in anyway. <laughs> and that's great, you know, you can't there's a point of here with inner child healing where you have to almost turn around and kind of forgive your parents for a second because you have to understand that being a parent is a lot. You have to give them that grain of rice, okay? <laughs> it's hard. It's stupid. I know. But we have to. It's the only way we can understand. We can make we can make sense of the situation, okay? So this TikTok that I made was regarding this, but um, it also talked about how there's so many of us who needed a friend growing up, and the one friend that we really, really needed was a friend within one of our parent figures. Our parents were our first friends, right? They were the first people that we met post coming into existence. So of course, you know, wanting some type of relationship where we can come to them and unload, not so much to find a solution, but to just be heard is something that is like instilled within all of us naturally. And when, when we're, and when we're met with the opposite, I don't know about you, but that made me close up for a long time. And it wasn't just like once. Obviously, it happens multiple times for, and to result someone to do that. But um, it's still just, that's just how it goes, I guess. I always thought that was so crazy. You know, my parents, specifically my mom, would always be like, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. And it, and it always seemed to me as if she wanted to declare and reinstate the fact that her position was way above mine, you know, kind of just assert herself in that kind of way. And although it made sense, you know, I am a child and she's a parent and there are two different roles, it, for the most part, to me, didn't feel like there was a drawbridge that was dropped down to, to connect the two. Um, and in turn, you know, obviously I, I did not view my parents as friends. I did not view them as trustworthy individuals because I was, you know, scared of the fact that their roles came before my needs. And according to this TikTok video, that is true. There were so many people that believe that as well, or at least experience that as well. It's absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> because why, why is it that when we needed someone, when our inner child was screaming for, for love, for support, the very people that brought us into existence could not help us? refused to help us, were absent to help us. I don't know about you, and I'm pretty sure you can detect some kind of passion behind this because I'm here. I'm here with you. Oh, my goodness. I was met with comments reaffirming this experience, but also comments, you know, talking about how parents do a lot and they don't have, you know, basically they don't have time to sit down and hold our hands. Like, you know, we have to figure it out. Stop being a baby. Um, and I'm all for figuring it out and stop being a baby, you know, like hike your trousers up, like figure this out. But at the same time, when you're a child, um, you're a child. The only people who know how to hike your own trousers up are your parents. And when they do not show up for that, then your little self has to figure it out. And that's scary. 
And imagine, imagine your little self having to do this for years to carry on the battle by themselves for years. That's a lot. And if this is you, and if I'm speaking to you, I want you to know before anything else that I see you, that I love you, and that I care about you. I care about all of you. I care about the things that you hated when you were a child, the things that you loved about yourself when you were a child. I love all of you. And I want you to know that so does whatever universal being out there that that you consider is real or not. There's something that cares about your existence. Otherwise, you would not be here. And when you feel neglected emotionally, chances are you are. So I'm validating that for you. And I want to know how that feels. How does that make you feel? Are you emotionally attached to something here? Is it provoking something within you to react in a certain way? Whatever that is, I really hope that, you know, this episode is for somebody. Because I really wish I heard something about this a long time ago. But I'm, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm, but, but at the same time, I'm super grateful that I stumbled upon it a couple months ago and decided to take it seriously. (laughs) So this is where all it's coming from. This is where, this is why we're talking about it today, because it's honestly now, now more than ever, there's so many of us who are losing our battles. And I, I don't have to go deeper into that. I, I feel like we all know what that means. We're all we're all aware of the fact that the last two years during COVID and not post-COVID, but towards the end, current to now, um, a lot of us have been experiencing such a heaviness that we really don't know what to do with. And some of us are, you know, taking that heaviness and running with it using it for our creativity and and touching other people and using it for the good of others and also going to therapy and working on ourselves because you know that's important and we want to be the person that we always wanted to be you know like self-healing journey all the way but then there's others who who uh, who haven't who are so weighed down by this heaviness that they do not see a way out if covid If COVID taught us one thing, it's that mental health matters, right? And when we neglect it, bad things happen. But I think this takes it a little further. Like we mentioned before, obviously self-care isn't just bubble baths and face masks. It's about digging down deeper, um, taking the time to be present with yourself, giving grace to yourself, understanding, being your biggest cheerleader. It's, it's, it's getting dirty and facing some of the hard truths that you refuse to face for years on end. It's about, it's about getting, it's about, it's about hard digging 
into trauma that we have never wanted to lift the lid off of ever again. It's about that. And with inner child healing, it takes it even more of a step further than just basic self-care and self-love. It's loving the child within you, the little version of you who is scared and who just wants somebody to, to, to listen. And if you're not listening to them, then who, who is? You know, if they weren't given that time when they were actual children, the only person that they're depending on now to finally listen to them is you. And if you refuse to do that, who do they have? One of the reasons why it's important to connect with your inner child and start this healing journey is when, well, I'll give you an example. Eating has always been like a thing with me. I, 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 I'm still kind of figuring that out at this moment, like what that is and where it came from. And is it anxiety base? Is it eating disorder base? Is it, I, I, I don't know, (laughs) but it's always been really hard. When I started taking in consideration that my inner child has their own voice and that they're capable of talking to me and telling me what they want. I started realizing that, you know, maybe it's time to listen and maybe open the ear a little bit. Just, 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 we'll start small. (laughs) And it did start small, for sure. But leading up to eating specifically, now, I mean, I can go, I can go a while without eating, you know, and it's helpful that I've done this work, kind of, that now when my inner child tells me I'm hungry, I listen. And that just also could be my, my body biologically telling me that I'm hungry, right? But it's still the fact of listening to yourself and acting upon it, giving yourself what you need after listening to yourself. You know what I'm saying? When we start listening to ourselves, we start following the footsteps of, I guess, the footsteps of which we were always supposed to follow, You know, when you start marrying your inner child's passion with who you are now, I feel like that is just a combo that is ready to explode of creativity and success and love and happiness almost. It's not cute and gorgeous all the time, but at least I feel like there's somebody in my corner. There's somebody behind me. There's somebody who, even though I can feel like absolute shit about myself, there's somebody who doesn't and that's your inner child honestly now I I think my inner child is pretty impressed with who I am and 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 I think they think that I'm I'm a cool person that they want to be around okay so when I start feeling all crazy and I and I start getting into my lows I know that I'm not there by myself. I mean, I have the support of my exterior unit around me, but I have her. And she sits beside me and she holds my hand. This is an emotional episode. <laughs> oh, but emotion is good because we have to be, we, this is like, we have to start taking this serious. It's, it's like, it's now, it's getting to the point where it's like, wake up. Wake <laughs> up. 
It's, it's, it's you versus you. It doesn't have to be though. For all of us who have anxiety and who have depression, a lot of the times it feels like someone has locked us within our brain and we cannot escape. So this is a lot of you versus you. But when we break it down to what it is, who is actually behind the <laughs> who is actually behind the curtain, it's just us and we're scared and we want someone to love. We want someone to support us. We just want someone to hear us. We want to be heard. Oh, God. <laughs> And yeah, one of the main things that has been helping me do this, I guess, um, obviously I've been reading some books, right? Um, but I mean, not, a not as many as I like at this point, I would love to read more, but girl, I'm not a reader. I don't read all in books. Um, I try I give myself a couple chapters a day to just do as a, my own specific goal for myself because let me tell you, when we used to do summer reading back in elementary school, I sucked at that. Sucked at it. Not only because I was a huge procrastinator, still am, um, but because I just, I was like, give me a movie. Let me watch the movie. Let me watch the movie and I'll tell you exactly what happens frame by frame. No problem. I was a movie girl, not a book girl. But now I'm understanding that um, as much as I love me some Netflix and chill, um, it's kind of sweeter almost to just enjoy my presence, I guess, and, and, and silence and read. I don't, I, I just, I guess, and absorb the information that I'm reading on that page. Specifically, like, I'm reading a lot of self-help, I guess. Um, most recently, I finished, or I think I finished, um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which is a great book. Um, if you want a book that puts a little wind in you to remind you how wonderful you are and how capable you are, that's the book. That's the book, mama. Um, and then currently Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, she touches upon a little bit of inner child stuff, not crazy. It's not really labeled inner child, but it is to the fact that, you know, listening to yourself and being true to yourself. And before you were a mom, before you were a sister, before you were a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife, um, I don't know any other role that you have taken on in your life before any of that, you were just you, the core person without a role. Just you vibing out. And it's important to remind yourself that you need to get back there. You need to keep that in your forefront. That's why I say, girl, you are a priority. Because before everything, you are you. And you have to take care of you. Because how can you be the best you for you, but also the best you within your roles for others without focusing on you? And same thing for, I mean, this could be specifically for me and not for anyone else, but same thing for spirituality. Like growing up, my parents were super religious and which also, uh, resulted in me bottling up a lot of shit. Um, because it wasn't just, uh, being worried about the superiority of a parent versus a child, but the, I'm not understanding at all because what they believed in versus it, it was just a whole ball of wax. Um, but the same thing goes for that. Like, I felt like I had to be I had to understand myself if I, if I could even understand that there's something bigger out there that cares about me and that wants good for me and that has my back. And it wasn't until yesterday, actually, 
I was doing some reports for my corporate job, and um, one of the reports, uh, the number that was totaled for the specific um, cue calls, right, uh, was two two two. And I don't, I don't know number significance. I, I don't know any of that. But I have been um, hearing and absorbing that you know certain, you know when numbers are shown like that in in one two three like in threes I guess, um, that's a good sign I guess. <laughs> and I was like you know I don't really see that many often. If anything I see doubles. But you know whatever. And yesterday I saw it and I thought it was so profound because. I was thinking about a lot of stuff and feeling really anxious about my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing here and feeling overwhelmed with all the things that I just love to do but not having enough time for and then balancing my work life with that and my home life with that and the fact that I haven't seen my parents in a little bit and and, and gas prices, like it just, whew, all over the place. Um, and it just, that simple little 222 number for some reason made me feel a lot a lot better. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, this could be woo-woo. Who knows? Who cares? I'm just it's putting it out there. It was really cool. Um, but anyway, um, the importance here that I just wanted to drill in was that if you take a look at what's going on around you, it's a lot of carnage. It's a lot of heaviness, a lot of heartbrokenness, okay? It's, it's a lot of bad shit going on, okay? And similar to one of our episodes in the beginning of this podcast, sometimes you got to close that window and focus on what's going on inside of your room. And your room is you, okay? The window is the access point out to the, the world, so your eyes, I guess. I don't fucking know. But inside of your room is that where you need to go be, okay? That's where you need to be. That's where you need to put your energy because if you are sinking, so is everything else. Okay, so when you feel yourself sinking, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got to ask yourself, hey, what's going on? Have I been listening to my inner child? What have I been doing for myself lately? Have I been giving myself the time? Have I been making myself a priority? And if those answers are no, girl, you better strap the fuck in and do something about it. It used to get me so angry when when I would see my friends go through really hard shit and not have the strength to do something about it. And, and I get it. You know, maybe people, majority of people don't have that. Or maybe we don't want to have that. But God damn it, if there's nobody in your life that's telling you that right now, I'm telling you this. You can do it. I believe in you. Make that relationship strong. Understand yourself. Understand your inner child better. Start the work. It doesn't hurt nobody. So a couple things that I have been doing to help myself connect with myself, besides, you know, obviously figuring out if I'm hungry or not, okay, Um, but just giving myself grace. When I mess up, I give myself grace. When I was little and I would mess up, I wasn't really given a lot of grace, to be honest. Um, My dad was a very hardened individual. He is very much softer now. Both my parents have transformed amazingly. Um... And part of it is I, I have a theory that when you start making waves within yourself, you begin this ripple effect with the people that surround you. You start getting the help that you need 
working on yourself, it almost allows other people to see that it is okay and that you didn't die from doing that and maybe we should try it ourselves. It's subconscious, of course. It's it's like being on the playground when you're little and uh, one or two kids find a ball and they start kicking around. And then the next thing you know, you and a couple of your other friends are gathered around watching these two kids kick the ball. So you want to be part of that too because it looks fun and, and out of nowhere, kickball is born. You know, like that is... That is what we're talking about. It's subconscious or it's conscious. It's it's something within us that when we see other people doing something that hasn't hurt them and it's benefiting them in some way, shape, or form, there's a part of us that's like, mm, maybe I should, maybe I should try it. I'll just dip my toe into it and see what it's like. Okay. Not only just with my parents, but my friends, my significant other. It's beautiful to see. It's like this beautiful unfolding of just of 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 everyone around me and I'm really really grateful to be a part of it and witness it. But but friend, when you start it won't only just get better for you, but if there's people around you who are susceptible to change and who care about you, that ripple will extend to them. So if if you don't want to do this for you, do it for them. I don't know what else to tell you at this point. <laughs> um, so I give myself grace. Um, my parents were definitely not, I mean, my mom was, but my dad was a little bit more hearted individual. He came from another country, obviously. He's seen some shit, you know. Uh, he was grappling with his own stuff. I remember, I mean, we don't talk about it much, but I'm pretty positive my dad has depression. Um, but no one really wants to talk about it. Um, and I remember when I was a child, I mean, he sat me down and said some really scary stuff. And I really didn't understand it, but it made me cry because even then I could feel his heart hurting, his inner child yearning for something that was never there. And for my dad, I mean, he had to be an adult when he was literally seven years old. So... It was, I mean, so this is here, this is what I'm saying. Like, we're, we have to understand our parents for their own inner child's sake. Because, yes, as, as we're adults and so are they, we also have inner children within us. When we see those inner children, instead of seeing the person, then we can make that connectivity and we can move on and forgive. Um, so I give myself grace. That's super, super important. The example of this would be when I was little, I would accidentally spill my drink. Not a lot, but it would happen every so often. I'm a kid. It happens, okay? We don't, we're not aware of our limbs. Um, and I used to receive so much, um, I don't know, like I, I just would get yelled at all the time as if I purposely wanted to spill my, my milk or whatever I was drinking all over the place. Um, and it would make me feel bad for the mistakes that I've made. Unfortunately, that set me up again <laughs> for a really long time of, of beating myself up and, and feeling guilty about the mistakes that I've made. And to this day, you know, I can be the meanest person ever to myself. And it has to really, it goes back to a lot of things that I've experienced as a child, understanding that maybe that's the norm of how I should treat myself. And of course, resulting in that as an adult. So just give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself, okay? Our last episode, we talked about forgiving ourselves for the things that we did during our survival mode, you know, that weren't the best because um, we didn't know better. That's okay. Um, that's forgiving ourselves for sure and moving on. So give yourself some grace. <laughs> um, and another thing is um, remember the things that make your inner child happy. The things that 
remember when you were little and you experienced certain stuff and and the the joy that it gave you, right? What were those things? Remember those things. Bring them back. If it was painting, for some reason you loved it as a child, finger painting, bring it back. If it was playing baseball or soccer or doing something that you absolutely loved, for some reason, do it again. For me, I loved writing and I loved talking. When they gave me those little, what is those, the PVC pipe phones and we had to learn how to read in like elementary school, I fucking loved that shit because the way the the sound of my voice would travel through that PVC pipe to my ear, it was like butter, bro. I would sit there and read the book three times. Three times. <laughs> Not that I, I mean, maybe it's because I like hearing myself talk. Who cares? <laughs> Oh, but I love doing it and I love talking about stuff like this and I, and I think it's super important and it makes me so sad that so many of us walk around and carry this stuff, this heaviness without even knowing that there's a possibility here that we can unload. We just got to open ourselves up to it. My drop. <laughs> Do what feels good to your inner child. Remember those things that make you feel happy. Remember those things that bring you joy. And for me, girl, that is, sometimes that is a milkshake, a vanilla milkshake and mozzarella sticks because those are my jam. Those are my jam. They've always been my jam since I was little. There's great memories attached to those things. And maybe they're not the best for me as an adult now who sits at a sit-down job, right? <laughs> maybe it's not the best for me at this point, but it's still delicious. It's, it's, it's food, one. And two, it has healing properties to it, metaphorically. <laughs> so number one, right? Give yourself grace. Number two, remember the things that you loved and do them again. Reignite that fire. Tell your inner child, hey, what are your hobbies? Let's do them. And watch that inner child beam. And three, some like what we were talking about before, remember that you're not by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Before people were like, you're not by yourself. You have your mom, your dad, your sister. You have God, which is true. 100% if your, your siblings are around, if your parents are around, you know, that's fine. But, but. And, and it's also true, I mean, if there's a universal figure out there that really loves us and, and cares about us, it's true. But now, now we're turning this into, oh, no, 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 we're not by ourselves because the inner version of us, the child that is what, base, essentially, the child that is essentially us is in our corner. And I think remembering that has helped me realize that I can do this. I can create the life I've always wanted that there is no perfect version of me out there. It's just me here. And all I need to do now is work on me right now. Be present in this moment. Rewire the brain that has been given to me and also has been given some really tough experiences. Rewire all of that so that I can connect with other people and that I can love unconditionally and that I can understand others but also stand up for myself. Be firm within myself. Protect that little girl in the back seat, okay? Before anything else, I go before her, and she goes behind me. And in that, I am not alone. So those are three things. 
three things that have been helping me with this journey. Now, there's way more resources out there. There's way more tactics out there and actual exercises for inner child healing. Um, I believe on there's an inner child work article that I'm going to actually um, link either in the story or in the post for this episode specifically by Big Self School that goes over certain things of how to heal by reparenting yourself and and how to build a better relationship with you and understand it. And I would like, before we close today, um, I do want to say a quote from a Big Self School um, link that I'm going to be sharing with you. Um, and it goes, our past is no longer... Our past no longer exists as something behind us that we can go back to. The past is the past. However, these unintegrated emotional charges continue to exist as energetic conditions imprinted within our emotional body. In essence, we aren't going back but going in. The answers are all within us now. So I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you with that. Let that marinate, baby. Okay? (laughs) Please remember that you are loved, that you are worthy of being loved, that your inner child is also worthy of being loved, that all of you is loved, even the ugly, that your existence here is for a purpose. Do something that feels good for you today, tomorrow, maybe this weekend, do one thing, just one thing for you. An act, a small act of support is is huge in the long run. I promise you that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Um, Today was a little bit more of a day bar situation, Um, but I'm really happy that I sat down and and talked to you about this because it needed to be poured out somewhere. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is Processing the Process. I'm Vanessa. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on the Instagram, on the TikTok. On Instagram, it's Processing the Process Podcast. And on TikTok, it's Process That She with four eyes because I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. I love you. Bye, guys.